0: Get in the know, non-stop Viking It's Purple Daily on Score North and Scorenorth.com! Head by hold your water. What's that? Per Judge request, we found some fun new sound bites here that we're gonna unleash in a new segment in a few minutes. New segment alert on Purple Daily today. Exciting. But gentlemen, the godfather of Mach has spoken with his 1.0. This I morning, I want a mock. Mock. Mel Kiper Jr. I want you, still clinging to that hair too. Have you seen him on TV recently? It's like the the forehead wow. keeps growing every single oh. year. He's he's still got the poof, but it's kind of it looks like a bonnet kind of in the back of his head now. So who's his foil now with McShagon? Jason Jason Reed is it? Jordan Reed. Jordan, Jordan Reed. I don't think he. I don't think he's on camera with any other mockers. So we don't usually.
1: have a Todd 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 situation anymore.
0: They're certainly not putting because for a long time it was like we're putting Todd on the level of Mel for like ten years. I don't think they have someone that they're putting on the level of Mel mm-hmm. at least on Sports Center intrigue. He kind of out. He outlasted McShay. He won. <laughs>
1: Did he engage in a, uh, hey, you know, if you're laying off people, I still got my fastball, boys and girls. I don't really need him. You think boy. he
0: got McShay fired? Is that what you're insinuating?
1: I, I mean, not even insinuating, and I just directly came out and said, do you think he pushed him <laughs> out? Do you think he helped push him
0: out? I don't know. I don't know if Mel is devious like that behind the scenes. Hey, Todd, great to see you and the family. Uh, we'll do it again next weekend. Right in the <laughs> back. Jimmy Patel. Right in the back. I'm just throwing it out there. So we'll do we'll do the uh, the Kuiper mock here in a second presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated, a great partner of ours here as we build our business at Score North Purple Daily. We appreciate you guys helping us on a daily basis. Uh, They've been around since 1904, helping businesses maximize their success through risk management. In fact, Federated measures the success of their business by the success of yours. So they are there, a guiding hand, a great offensive line, if you will, for your business, protecting and looking out on the horizon. Find out more about the tools and resources they provide and the industries they specialize in at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Okay, boys, if you're ready, I'm ready for a Mel Kuiper mock. You know what? This
1: officially starts it. Draft season, I feel like it's always being teased.
0: But when Kuiper drops his, yeah, it's a, it's on. We can start now. Is basically right. what he That's announced. Go, right, today. go ahead, go ahead, boys. No disrespect to the Walter footballs of the world, but the Godfather of Mach has spoken. Yeah, here. exactly. So, okay, number one to the Chicago Bears, Caleb Williams. Number two to the Washington Commanders, Jaden Daniels. Number three to the Patriots, Drake May. Interesting.
1: Hmm. Uh, he, yeah, that's a little bit of a ch- that's a little bit of a change and I guess I wouldn't be totally shocked, but it, it feels like we've been talking about uh Caleb and Drake going 1-2 for so long that if a quarterback jumps Drake May, I'm going to be I I think it's at least a very intriguing discussion.
0: I mean, Jaden Daniels just if, especially if like Lamar Jackson wins the Super Bowl, there, yeah. teams are going to be like, "Oh man, it'd be great to have a 1000-yard rusher." A guy yep. that can make dynamic plays with his legs. Six foot four. Cardinals take Marvin Harrison Jr. Wide receiver Ohio State. Chargers take Brock Bowers, the tight end from Georgia. Giants take Malik Neighbors, the wide receiver from LSU. Titans take Joe Alt, Notre Dame offensive tackle, Minnesota's own. Falcons take the first edge rusher off the board in Dallas Turner from Alabama. The Bears take Roma Dunze, wide receiver Washington at nine. Jets take Olu Fashanu, the offensive tackle from Penn State, at 10. And that puts the Vikings on the board with the number 11 pick. And if I could stop you for one second, Mel
1: accidentally just backed into a very interesting, interesting, juicy storyline, which is the Falcons not taking a quarterback at 8.
0: And you would think if they don't take a quarterback at 8 that they Gotta would have silent. found a quarterback in free agency that they like. Correct.
1: Hmm. Correct. Hmm. they have to because they do not have anything that I think anyone is going to consider an in-house option
0: yeah. but if that happens if Kirk goes to Atlanta then you would think the Vikings would be in business to take a quarterback here or maybe maybe they think it's too much of a reach Mel thinks quarterback is too much of a reach at 11 because he has the Vikings selecting out of Clemson cornerback Nate Wiggins
1: I want a mock mock, mock!
0: So the first cornerback off the board, and you're shaking your head, Judd. So you're, but you just said on our offseason yeah, they do blueprint episode help. that they need
1: a cornerback. They do need cornerback help, but I don't know that they were. I, I think when you look at all of the potential areas of need and where where you would draft a player in the first round, I think they would go defensive tackle before uh, cornerback
0: but it's not it's not a very deep defensive tackle draft and mel kiper actually has Jerzan Newton as the first defensive tackle off the board going mm-hmm. 23rd right so if you if you if you think that if you're getting a stud shutdown corner at 11 and you don't yeah. have a lot of depth at defensive tackle i could see where you would make this move here the vikings i could see it
1: let me just say this and i mean this is all due respect to mel i cherish the times i've seen mel on tv um, I think I think Mel's subsequent mocks are going to have a changed tune. I think he's going to. I think this is you know it's a first draft, it's a 1.0, right? So that's fine. Um, but I don't think that this is ultimately in a couple of mocks how he's going to end up.
0: What do you do? You think he's going to change the top, or do you? What do you? Do you think? am oh, talking about the like Vikings. The Vi- I'm talking about
1: the Vikings. I'm t- okay. talking about Newton falling. I think he's got Newton falling too far.
0: Uh, he, he does have J.J. McCarthy going 16th to the Seattle Seahawks, by the way. Very aggressive. I'm just saying, Godfather
1: Mock, we appreciate you. We will always cherish our times together, but I think you're going to readjust this one.
0: If this happens this way, it would mean in the second round, Michael Penix and Bo Nix are both available for the Vikings to either just draft with their 42nd pick or they can move back up. Yeah. So that would be, if if that happened, I think if the Vikings, if the Vikings, if they got frozen out from these top 3 quarterbacks i don't know that they're going to reach for the fourth quarterback off the board at 11 i think i almost think they would trade back accumulate some well, extra capital or just wait until the second round
1: i think there's a better chance to to what you're talking about i think there's a far better chance that Kwesi would try and get in that top 3 to take a uh, if if kirk is gone i think that there's a you, you know we know that the anthony Richardson's steam from a year ago was real like the vikings made a real attempt i could see that again because i agree i don't think they're going to stay at 11 and just accept their, their fate unless they absolutely love like Penix. so i could see a scenario where they make a trade here that they get up to like three
0: yeah it's going to be it's it's so interesting because that that report it was brett coleman on mina Kim's podcast that report is so fascinating. If he's right about that, that the Vikings tried like hell to trade three future first round picks to move up like whatever it was 15 or 20 spots last year. Well, it would have been like 20 spots. Then what would they do this year? Only having to move up maybe eight spots. Right. Well, and what did that say about Kirk too? Like, like they,
1: they tried to make that trade. I'm guessing after the fact that they had, negotiations on an extension with kirk at which point kirk was supposedly and i don't know how much going to acquiesce a little bit right yeah and the Vikings are like oh we're cool we're, we're fine let's play this thing out so i mean it does make some sense that there would be an aggressive move again um and i'm sure jaden daniels intrigues them a lot
0: yep yep as he does with like pretty much every team in the nfl and he's going to be the one that probably shows out the most physically. If he goes through, I don't know yeah. if he's going to do all the combine workouts, but he'll have a pro day at some point. So. They
1: probably won't throw right. The, the yeah, There's no
0: upside to throwing, right? If there's a wind gust that goes through, uh, well you
1: throw it your pro day <laughs> because it's your guys c- catching the ball. Yeah, the problem at the it. combine is it's inside at the combine, but it's all slappies.
0: Yeah. You don't want some idiot dropping a pass and then you look bad, Correct. right? Or it looks, or Correct. it looks like he he reached out and he ran the wrong yeah. route. <laughs> You want your comments.
1: receivers to but, run
0: your routes, which is what pro days are. Exactly. So there's your Mel Kuyper Godfather mock. mock here, boys. Thanks, Mel. I want
1: you Happy mock. New Year.
0: Yeah, that's I think he's going to get up to like three or four of these iterations. Well, there's probably going to be one right after the combine, then one after free agency, and then one the morning of the draft, usually. Right. It's yeah. Like, and I'm going to miss
1: mcshay a little bit because i felt like mcshay especially because they they would both do mocks and go back and forth and then i think they did a combined mock at least once mcshay would push his buttons which i sort of enjoyed i'm gonna miss that i feel like what's the challenge now for mel
0: yeah i agree man it's it's a monopoly it's a mock monopoly
1: now and us old guys get stubborn you know we're like well, this is how it's gonna be i like when the youth like declan you know chides me a little bit i like that Keeps me honest.
0: They should put the guy from draftblaster.com up there. So it's like, we got, we're welcome to NFL Live here. We have Mel Kuiper and we have Bill from draftblaster.com going head to head. Who Who's at the top of your tight end big board? Bill they, they, from DraftBlaster. blaster.
1: They, they, draft blaster's got the greatest tagline of all time, though. The thinking, the man's, thinking man's,
0: guide. man's guide to the I draft. DraftBlaster. blaster. <laughs> wow. All right. All right, new segment coming in here, presented by our friends at Ballard's Resort. If you are looking for a great summer fishing getaway, boy, do we have the place for you. Ballard's Resort, situated on the south shore of Lake of the Woods. It's just a day's drive from the Minneapolis metro area, about 300, 330 miles. And you can be at the doorstep of this Canadian border water and air. And uh, you literally don't have to bring anything for the fishing. Everything is provided. There are U.S. Coast Guard licensed guides. To help you find those 10 pound walleye, all of the rooms are fully equipped with air conditioning that time of year. It's very nice. Uh, full service bar, or restaurant at Ballards Resort. Book your dates before they fill up by going to ballardsresort.com. That's ballardsresort.com. Okay, boys, let's hit it. Everybody, hold your water. <laughs> What's that? Balls, balls, balls. Yeah. Balls. Green 18. Green 18 So we've been talking off microphone. Like, we want to talk more NFL. We feel like, especially this time of year, there's playoffs going on. There's free agency. It's off-season speculation. Is there a place where we can carve something out once or twice a week on Purple Daily? And, like, what do we call it? Like, a place we can put a few different hard-hitting, fast-paced topics. And we're calling it the hard count. Green 18. 18, 10, 10. The hard count. Everybody hold your water. <laughs> hold your water, Jud. Well, I got I got to hold my water. Hold We're your still water, recording don't jump.
1: We're still recording Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah.
0: Don't jump. Yeah. Well, please hold hold that water for at least <laughs> another 15 record. or 20 minutes if you could. <laughs> we don't need to see that on the YouTube channel. Uh so no. I've got a few questions from around the league and maybe even outside of the league that I want to hit you guys with. We'll start with this one. Are you rooting for or against the Lions this weekend? This is a Vikings. This is the number one Vikings podcast in America, yep. in the world. Yeah.
2: Are you rooting
0: for or against the division rival?
2: I am rooting against them. I am rooting against them. I I can't. I can't stomach watching the Lions win a Super Bowl before <laughs> the Vikings. I can't do it. I can suspend a lot of my fandom belief with a lot of the four teams that we talk about and cover and are fans of at least at some point in our lives or even in our adult li- adult lives. I cannot see the Detroit Lions win a Super Bowl before the Vikings, or I am going to lose it. I am absolutely going to lose it. I would not have an enjoyable Super Bowl Sunday if that's the case. I don't think I would. I don't think I would. Judd? This is tough. So
1: I I tweeted this, and a bunch of, of course, Vikings fans got very pissed off on Sunday, but I feel good for Detroit fans, like the Lions fans have been through. And they might be obnoxious. All football fans are, okay? Um, I don't necessarily like how... Detroit plays like the kneecap thing is sort you know, and don't forget he did not play, but Dan Campbell in 2009, his last stop as a player, tight end, the saints.
0: Yeah. It was um, offense, but it was, he was part of that right, but he was part team, of the, right?
1: He was part of the culture. He's part of the culture. And, and I mean, he, if it came out tomorrow that the lions had an incentive program for, for hurting players, I don't think any of us would be surprised by that. All of that being said, yes, I am rooting for them because I'm so damn curious what it would look like. I'm with Declan. It would be painful, but you know what? That's self inflicted. The Vikings have had their chances. Yeah. It's not, you know, not like, whoa, Vikings. They've had their chances. So I'm rooting for the Lions, but I understand the trepidation of doing so.
0: I put the Lions in a completely different category than I put the Packers. The, pa- the Packers, the Lions aren't an actual rival. Like, the, yes, geographically, they're a rival. Division, they're a rival. But the Vikings have mostly historically just pummeled the Lions over the years, over the decades. And I, I almost, I feel pity for Lions fans. I mean, they are literally experiencing football joy for the first time in 30 years. 1993 was the last time they made any sort of, like, significant run regular season playoffs. And then you got to go back. They had a couple playoff runs, like back to back playoff seasons, maybe. Then you go back, they they played the 49ers in the 1983 playoffs. You got to go back to like 1957. They're, they keep showing this like 90 year old Lions fan on TV who's been a season ticket holder yeah. since 1957. He looks good. He does look pretty good. Dude looks really good. He must be pretty very good. rich. Yeah. He must be on uh, Livia or uh, oh, maybe he stops at Quick Trip, some healthy salads. But I just I almost feel so bad and so much pity for them that I I'm not rooting for the Lions, but I'm not rooting against the Lions. And I almost feel like if they were to get to the Super Bowl and hell, it should be this way for any of the NFC North teams. It should send a message to the Vikings to shape up like, well, what are we doing here? Just playing it conservative, trying to play just to get in and see what happens every year. Now look around. The Lions just passed you.
1: But the challenge then is, you know, what Detroit has done, and they have tried this, okay, but this time it's worked and it was done with an eye towards we are going to, we're going to tear down what we have, Stafford, that whole team, right, to get here. So, like, do the Vikings take this challenge, I guess, if Detroit gets there and say, you know what, it is time to, you know, it is time to accept our fate for a year or two for the greater good because the Lions finally got that right.
0: They really they got, did. They got their front o- their front office has been on fire the last two or three years. They got their coach right apparently. Declan said drafts. Yep, we talked about that yesterday. So okay, so Declan it can't stomach it. Judd's actually actively rooting for the Lions. I'm Along I'm the neutral. Rack. It's not going to uh, ruin my awesome. day if they win the Super Bowl. Okay, okay. fair enough. on the hard count everybody hold your water Ready? What's that? how do you guys feel about the fumble touchback rule that we saw on display again on divisional round weekend i feel like we talk about this
1: once a year and and we all i think we all agree it's a ridiculous rule um you know in the case of uh in, in the case of hardman on sunday I don't even know that that he was trying to reach out to score. He was basically going down and within it started to bobble the ball. Here's what I think, because I, I understand the thought that it should be punitive. Like, I don't love that, but I get that. But I think that, that the league agrees it's too much. So like you shouldn't lose the football because if I fumble at the 50 and it dribbles out, out of bounds, I don't lose the ball. So, and I, and it, it sounds like from a report I saw, last night from our guy jeremy fowler that this is going to be discussed in march like there, yeah. the competition committee is going to address this if the and chiefs
0: had lost on this right it was the juice yeah. the chiefs buffalo game right if the yeah. if the game was decided on that guaranteed yep. that that rule well, gets overturned this offseason how about this
1: how about the ball goes if you fumble out of the end zone the ball goes
0: to the 20. so, so even if you're back, on the one yard line yeah it goes to the 20. it goes back to you're still you're you're still in the red zone.
1: Yes, it's punitive, okay. but it's not as I just think it's ridiculous that this is the only place where if you fumble out
0: of bounds, you just lose the football entirely. Would you get a new set of downs? Let's say it's let's say it's second down in in goal from the one yard line. Oh, interesting. And you, and you run to the pylon, you fumble out of bounds. It goes back to the twenty. Is it now third and goal, or Maybe is it first and ten?
1: I could see it being third and goal. I can yeah. see it being like I have no problem with it being punitive. I just don't think you should lose possession of football.
2: Yeah, I try to think about this too because I, at one point I thought, well, maybe it should be a loss of down. But then I'm like, well, if it happens on third down, then it, like the other team still gets the ball, and it, then like what's the point of the? So you you can only do it on first and second, and then you get one more shot. Like, so I kind of like Judd's idea. I think it moved the ball back, but I don't believe the team should possess the ball without ever possessing the ball you know like it doesn't make any sense for the opponent to get the ball if they never physically possessed it so yeah yeah, I would change it I would move it back whether it's to the 20 or even the 10 I would at least give the team the chance to make up for it
0: yeah I think it should either be this move back to the spot of the fumble like when the ball left your body or left your hands or I kind of like where Judd's going it should okay cool it's like when you're playing bags right and uh, you, you gotta hit twenty one on the nose or you go mm-hmm. back to fifteen Trust. or eleven yeah. or whatever it is. Make you go back to the edge of the red zone and, and maybe it's maybe you don't get the new down and distance. Maybe it's I don't right. think you should if it was second and goal, now it's third and goal and you're at the twenty. Right. Mm-hmm. So your your punishment is basically now you're probably gonna have to kick a field goal instead of a touchdown.
1: Right. But you don't like lose the possession entirely, which I have never I have never
0: gotten an explanation of why th- of why this is a rule. There's got to be some, is, is part of it that, all right, it's, you know, think about now it's third down or it's fourth down. And let's say it's third down in goal and you're getting tackled and you're about to go down and the drive's about to be over. And oops, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, I mean, the Vikings, why... you
1: know, with, with Jefferson in week two, right in Philadelphia, like, this cost them a possession at which yeah. he almost scored. Like, I would have far preferred to, to say, okay, in that case, first down at the 20.
2: And, and the argument of, well, then don't fumble. Well, then also don't get in a car crash if you don't want your car totaled. <laughs> well, but it wasn't my, that's the dumbest thing. That can't be it either. Right. There has to, they, they shouldn't have to get the ball if they never possess the GD ball. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, next one here for you guys.
0: Green 18! I've seen a lot of Vikings fans in cope mode here the last, just like watching these playoff games. You know, Josh Allen suffers another miserable playoff defeat. And so I have seen a lot of Vikings fans, Josh Allen, no Super Bowl rings. Kirk Cousins, no Super Bowl rings. You know, why don't you guys pile on some of these other quarterbacks that... My question to you is, how would you explain Josh Allen to a casual fan of sports that's just getting into the NFL like like what should be said about Josh Allen well as a
1: quarterback I mean he's a marvelous uh, talent as far as what what he he can do but I but I would explain him in the playoffs as, as this I think it's very comparable to it's more old school because guys don't necessarily stay with teams as long now but this this reminds me of what happened to the Utah Jazz it reminds me to a certain degree of what the Bulls ran into they finally got over the hump with jordan Mm -hmm. with the pistons right like we used to see this in it feels like we we probably saw this a bit more in the national football league in the 80s and 90s but i would say josh allen is a phenomenal talent who has unfortunately for him largely run into one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time
2: Mm
1: -hmm. i mean pat mahomes it's it's stupid it's it's crazy he's absolutely crazy but um I think Josh Allen's timing on being born just sucks.
0: <laughs> Sorry, guy. You're just Carl born at the wrong time. Malone and Josh Allen, just
1: born yeah. at
2: the wrong time. But it's also <laughs> what
1: makes sports great, you know?
2: There was a ringer article that basically said exactly what Judd just said yesterday on it that like he is the best quarterback. The problem is there's a guy that's one percent, five percent, one moment better, and his name is Pat Mahomes. To me, it, it actually reminds me a little bit, um, and maybe the flagrant Howells crew would appreciate this, it's KG running into Tim Duncan. Like KG is just as good, but Tim Duncan and those Spurs teams were even better, man. Um it just it's it's really unfortunate because I, I do think he's probably still you can make a case, he's the best I always like to say in my house, best quarterback, not named Pat Mahomes. I use that with Burrow, I use that with Allen. But he is it's really, it's really sad because he is so dang fun to watch and he just can't get over the hump. He's also,
0: I think, only 27, 20. He's not anywhere really close to 30 yet. You know, it, it reminds me a little bit for the older school football fans of John Elway. And that, so John Elway was drafted in 1983, and he was this athletic freak, put up crazy numbers. He could use his legs to keep plays alive. He was a scrambler, he had a huge arm, all the athletic talent in the world and he just kept running into a brick wall in the playoffs. Now for him it was three consecutive Super Bowl losses from like 87 through 89 or 88 through 90 somewhere in there. Josh Allen hasn't gotten to the Super Bowls yet, but it looked like man, Elway, this, there's this amazing once in a generation, twice in a generation talented quarterback and he just he ran into the 49ers dynasty yeah. in a Super Bowl and And uh, what happened there was he finally, toward the end of his career, he found his magical partnership head coach in Mike Shannon. Dan Reeves was the coach of the Broncos in the 80s, early 90s, and they couldn't quite get over the hump. And I wonder if, like, Josh Allen is to John Elway and McDermott is to Reeves from a coaching standpoint. What is this going to look like in five or 10 years? I would be shocked if Josh Allen never won a Super Bowl. And by the way, here's another one. On the Kirk front... Somebody asked yesterday on Twitter, well, you guys always complain about quarterbacks making a ton of money. You want to take on that Josh Allen contract, mm-hmm. that 40-some, 40 50, 45, $50 million a year? And I would say, yes, there's like three or four quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson's one of them, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, maybe Joe Burrow, but health is more of an issue with him. I will just take the contract and figure out the rest. Because those guys, you can say goodbye to Tyree Kill in Kansas City, and Patrick Mahomes is good enough to still win a Super Bowl when you take away yeah, his prime fair. weapon, right? So, like, that's like Kirk needs more help than Josh Allen. Josh Allen is carrying that franchise year in and year out. And what, what's sad about that, uh, about
1: the state of the Bills, is it's sort of Jim Kelly again, right? Four Super Bowls. It is yeah. just a marvelous and a marvelous talent, but he can't. But you can't get past a team. Or a bunch of teams, so yeah, I I feel far more empathy for Allen than I do for guys like Kirk, because I feel like guys like Kirk, hey, look, they're talented, they're
0: fine. But He's not but, even getting to the playoffs, you know, most years. Right, Josh but and Allen and, is.
1: And again, with Josh, it's all about timing. You know, go back eight years, put him on the Bills and the, and those teams, and guess what? My guess, they went a Super Bowl. They're certainly yep. in Super Bowls.
0: Uh, okay. Last Ode question. What's that? The WWE just announced a 10 year, $5 billion partnership with Netflix to distribute their TV programs and their catalog. This is Netflix. So Netflix has dabbled a little bit in some live streaming. They did the, uh, was it, what what's that love at first sight show? They yeah, did like they did a, a finale kind of train wrecked, um, But this is Netflix's first foray into like sports rights or sports entertainment rights. We saw Amazon Prime jump into bed with the NFL on Thursday Night Football the last couple years, MLS and Apple TV. Here's another streaming provider that just swallowed up one of the one of the biggest sports entertainment. Ten years, five billion dollars. What are your thoughts on what this means for sports viewing the next 10 years?
1: well, this is where it's going. I mean, there's no question about it. A- again, I want them to make things in sync so when I stream things, I-, I can flip around, but this is where it's going. Like, we can complain. People can complain all they want about it. I can't believe they put a playoff football game on there. Well, guess what? In 1994, ESPN2, which was trying to get distribution, put Duke, North Carolina on, and everyone's like, I can't believe it's on ESPN2, including me at the time. I'm like, this is BS, but guess what it did? It made everybody carry it, so... Look, we're, you're either going to pay the price or you're not. But I mean, what, what, and and wrestling is very progressive. Like they're very smart. I think about rights and about how things, uh, what what direction that things are going as well. Uh, so this is just we're going to see this more and more and more. And if you're smart, cash in now, and that appears to be what what uh, the WWE did. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I love it. I'm a, I'm a big fan of this, um, and. You know, I, I like what Prime did. I think Prime had put out a really good product. I like that, you know, things like Max now have partnerships with TNT where you can watch those games as well on NBA, NHL. Um, I just, I wonder how good the production value will be on Netflix. I think that's my question. Like, Thursday Night Football was really good. I never had any issues. or never people. had any problems with it. Um, but like Bally Sports, there was an issue. I couldn't well, get the dang game to load. Um, I think so. I think Netflix is a little different than Sinclair <laughs> Bali, Media, though. Bally
1: Sports had had <laughs> bubble
2: gum that they were like hold on a second i think i can fix this yeah. but i mean but the netflix love is bl- whatever the hell that show was that sucked that wasn't a good that wasn't a good little first run for them so they have to have the right infrastructure i don't think we can just assume that everyone's going to have the best infrastructure so they they have to kind of nail it too though because yeah if this, you th- get people this would like be the where...
0: motivation they need to bring in yeah. the best and, and by the way wwe which has done live streaming on peacock and these other platforms like wwe would know people to connect them to so mm-hmm. yeah i think if you do what if you're gonna do a one-off show or game that's
1: a little scary like if, if you don't have the infrastructure already but if you pay this much for a rights fee i think you're going to work today on saying okay we have to make damn sure yeah. that this is as perfect as possible
0: It's just, and it's funny because like these Amazon and Netflix, they're looking to probably overpay what some of the more traditional platforms would because they're, they want, it's, it's a war in the trenches with these companies. Now they want to get, they want you to watch, I mean, the, the chiefs game uh, chiefs dolphins game was put on Peacock and people got pissed, but like for Peacock, I haven't seen that, but Peacock probably got a, it was probably their biggest subscriber day in the streaming platforms history. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and I think, so, the
1: majority of folks that I saw who were pissed off were like, well, yeah, but they're going to subscribe and cancel. Well, that's not really the point. The point is that you're, you're now aware. Like, there are so many streaming opportunities now. People are now aware of you. And even if they subscribe for a day, guess what? They look at your catalog. So now your catalog's in front of a bunch of eyeballs. Where, yeah. So there, there's a long play here, but this streaming, I you know, This idea of, well, you know, who knows about streaming? Streaming and sports are going to be the a la carte marriage made in heaven. And we're going to have to decide on sports what do you want and what don't you want, which is why I question soccer a little bit. I don't know that MLS was strong enough yet to take their product away because, like, I just don't care.
0: WWE has a stronger brand and audience than MLS, right?
1: They're already embedded. So, I think you have to be careful with this one, but, yeah, and Bally's is, you know, hey, can we fix this? No. Okay, Joel, I'm knocking off. Bye.
0: Yeah, and then it's like like USA Network was the one that carried, and USA Network used to carry even more sports and different things, but, like, what happens to a network like that now? Mm -hmm. If you took NBA off Turner, if you took NBA off TNT, for instance, okay, they're just curating movies, I guess? Yeah, but I think
1: eventually they're going to start to die. I I agree. I think, the, uh, I think the blueprint for how this is now going to start to play out, and it, it's going to take time, but if you guys recall, about a year and a half ago, NBC Sports Network was dissolved. Yeah. They just shuttered Went it. Went away. And they moved, uh, they moved soccer to Peacock and USA for now. Yep. And more and more of it's just going to Peacock. So I, I think we're eventually going to see the longtime cable networks like that just get shuttered. And it's going to go to streaming.
0: Yep. So, all right, there's the the hard count on Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Uh, That was a Godfather mock edition of the show here. We'll see you guys tomorrow for some Write That Down predictions.